Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Happy Monday, everyone. How was your weekend? Let me tell you about ours. So the Hickenloopers decided we were going to go camping. And we were going to go down to Capitol Reef National Park. It's about five hours south of us. And it has beautiful red rock country and some great hikes. And we've never been there before. And we decided we were going to pack up all five kids and go camping down there. And we got off to a little bit, of course, of a later start than we wanted to on Friday afternoon. So we got to hit lots of traffic and some construction. And it took us about six hours to get to where we needed to set up camp. And we rolled in about 8.30. And I quickly started trying to make dinner because we hadn't had dinner yet and the kids were hungry and the bigger boys were helping my husband set up the tents and so we're eating around 9 30 then we get to bed and the wind starts to blow really hard <laughs> and then it starts to rain and of course rain always sounds really heavy when you're in a tent and all of this I didn't mind so much but then we woke up and one of my kids well he got sick to his stomach a couple of times and that is no fun. My heart went out to him and then I had another little one who was saying how he wasn't feeling very good and so we decided you know the purpose of this camping is family togetherness and to show love and to think of one another and so we thought of each other and we packed up and we headed back another five hours back home to be able to just take care of those who might be coming down with a little something. And though we didn't get to do hiking and we didn't get to do what we had planned, we did get to see beautiful parts of our state that I've never seen before. And that was fun. And we did get to have family togetherness. But once again, you know, we attempt to do this whole camping thing and it doesn't turn out the way I envision it in my mind. It's definitely not Pinterest worthy. I have I have no camping tips to pass on to you at this time. So today we're going to focus on 1 Nephi chapter 10. And I titled this podcast episode, Follow the Prophet, because it's in this chapter in which Lehi starts prophesying to his family and Ishmael's family of things to come. I don't know what the time frame is between this episode and when the boys were traveling in the wilderness bringing Ishmael's family back with them. And remember, there was practically a coup that occurred. Laman and Lemuel and two of the sons of Ishmael and two of the daughters of Ishmael and the households, the families of Ishmael's sons wanted to return back to Jerusalem. And so once Lehi got wind of what had occurred and the feelings of of this group that they were bringing along with them, that must have weighed heavily on his mind. And so after Lehi had finished describing his dream, the dream that we call the tree of life to his family, he began to speak further and he spoke by the power of the Holy Ghost. And so Lehi began prophesying. 
and he first began prophesying regarding the Jews at Jerusalem. And he said that they would be destroyed, that Jerusalem would be destroyed, and many would be carried away captive to Babylon. But he did give the hope that eventually, according to the Lord's timing, that they shall be allowed to return out of captivity and to build up Jerusalem again. He then said that 600 years from the time that they will have left Jerusalem, that a prophet will be raised up among the Jews, and he will be a Messiah and a Savior of the world. And he explained that a great number of prophets had testified of his coming. And this was Lehi's opportunity to be able to testify that we would have a Redeemer of the world. We've already fallen, and we need someone to redeem us. We need a God to redeem us. He explained that there's going to be a prophet who's going to come before Messiah to prepare the way of the Lord. And as we read these verses, it is evident to us that he is speaking of John the Baptist. And isn't that cool that we know a name that we can refer to this prophet that Lehi is describing? This prophet is going to be able to baptize the Lord. And he's going to be baptized with water. And then he will bear record that he was able to baptize the Lamb of God, who will be able to take away the sins of the world. It's neat that Lehi is having the opportunity to talk about a prophet who would prepare the Jews to prepare a way for the Lord, for the Jews to be able to come unto him. And In the same vein, as Lehi is prophesying of John the Baptist, he is preparing the hearts of his group to be able to come unto the Lord. He's giving them a time frame 600 years from now. So they're going to know it's not going to be in the near future, but they're going to be able to teach their children and then teach their children's children to look for the Messiah to come. And that when he does come, Lehi says that his gospel will be preached among the Jews, but that the Jews will dwindle in unbelief and they will slay the Messiah, but he will rise from the dead and make himself manifest by the Holy Ghost unto the Gentiles. What hope, what hope that Lehi is bringing this little band of refugees in the wilderness who are probably scared, some are angry, some are wondering what the next step is, and he is prophesying to them of what is to come. The hope that must have filled the soft hearts of Lehi's group to know that their Messiah was coming and they had a time frame. But Lehi didn't stop there. He explained that Israel can be compared to an olive tree branch, broken off, and will be scattered upon all the face of the earth. Where did he get this analogy? He got it from reading the brass plates. This is an allegory that the prophet Zenos will use to explain the scattering of Israel. We don't have the direct words of Zenos. His prophecies are lost to us, except for later on in Jacob, one of Lehi's sons. Jacob will explain this allegory to us in more detail. But Lehi describes Israel as an olive tree branch that's broken off and will be scattered upon all the face of the earth. 
and that it is intended for Lehi and his family to be led to the land of promise. The verse, verse 13 says, Wherefore, he said, It must needs be that we should be led with one accord into the land of promise, unto the fulfilling of the word of the Lord, that we should be scattered upon all the face of the earth. I find this scripture interesting because this isn't a group right now that is of one accord. In fact, this group has a hard time getting there, but he is telling them, that we are meant to be led. This is fulfilling God's word, and we must do it with one accord, with us all working together in order to be able to enter into the promised land. He testifies to them that Israel will be gathered together again, that the Gentiles will receive the fullness of the gospel, and it's then that the natural branches of the olive tree, or Israel, will be gathered in, meaning that they will come to a true knowledge of the Messiah, their Lord and their Redeemer. Place yourself in the shoes of Sam, of Nephi, of Sariah, of the faithful daughters of Ishmael, of Ishmael and his wife. What peace this must have brought to them. I can't imagine that any of them didn't have a concern of wandering off into the wilderness and being forgotten by civilization and then just hoping that their Lord is remembering them. And here the prophet Lehi is speaking through the power of the Holy Ghost and testifying to them, this is all supposed to be. This is a fulfilling of the word of God, that you are not forgotten. In fact, You are a key player in the plan that the Lord is unfolding. And the Lord is making his plan known unto you. And he's letting you know ahead of time how it's all going to wrap up eventually. This must have been spine tingling, empowering, and maybe even those weak knees that we get when we are most humble to hear the prophet of the Lord Lehi prophesying of what is to come and their part in it. That is the blessing that comes to us when we have a prophet of God on the earth and we follow him. Back in 2012, I remember Elder Holland spoke to the Davis County region. It was a regional conference. I wish they did transcripts of these conferences because this one was really memorable to me. Elder Holland spoke, Elder Uchtdorf spoke, and this was the first time that I got to hear Elder Shane Bowen speak, and I just, I really enjoyed this conference. The message that Elder Holland gave us was basically, how has your life changed since the last general conference when a prophet of God spoke to you? What steps have you taken to draw closer to God because of the words that you heard the prophet speak. And that's what I want to jiggle around in your brain this week. How has your life improved since you last heard the prophet of God speak? Elder Holland shared a really neat story that made an impression on me. And this is according to my memory. I don't have the story in front of me. There aren't transcripts, but this is how I remember it that there was a member of the church and and they were a good family and the father was outside on a Friday night 
and they lived next door to another great family. They were not members of the church, but these two families would get together often and do recreational things together. There was a friendship there. And they were getting ready to go boating the next day. So they were pulling the boat out. They were getting things ready. And they invited the father of the member family to go boating with them on Saturday. And the father said, oh, you know, we can't. We have general conference this weekend. And they ask, well, what is general conference? And the father is just, he's feeling like this is such a great missionary opportunity that he's going to tell them about general conference and what that is. And and so he started to explain, it's when we meet together as a church, we do this twice a year, once in April and once in October. And all of our church leaders gather together and they speak to us for several hours on Saturday and then also several hours on Sunday. And a prophet of God speaks to us. And this is when he was getting really excited because he could see that this family was interested in what he was having to say. And so the, the family asked, a prophet of God? And he's like, yes. Yes, a prophet of God. There is a prophet of God here on earth and he speaks to us and he tells us what our heavenly father and Jesus Christ want us to know. Well, now the neighbor family is engaged and they actually asked, well, what did he last say to you? And the father, his mind drew a blank. He couldn't remember the last thing that the prophet had told us. Now, if you are like me, I can totally relate to that situation. Oftentimes when I'm watching conference and I'm listening to the apostles and prophets speak, I am caught up in the thoughts and the feelings that I'm having, the thoughts of gratitude and enjoying the experience and marveling at the opportunity to be taught at the feet of the Lord's servants. And then the feelings I have from the Holy Ghost affirming that it's true what they're saying or even giving me little nudges of how I can improve. But to actually call upon the words that the prophet said, there have been times in the past that that has stumped me. Well, that's exactly what this father experienced. And so sheepishly, he said, I, I can't remember. And then the neighbor and his family sort of lost interest at that point. They're like, oh, okay, well, maybe next time we can all go together. And the conversation ended. So since hearing that story, I've made more of an effort to be able to know specifically what the prophet of God had to say. So as you reflect back, go to the last general conference. What did the prophet of God say? Did he give counsel? Did he make an inspired change? What blessings did he say would come because of that change? Did he give a warning? Did he express a concern? What promises did he make to you as you follow his counsel? Write these words upon your heart. 
know them and be able to recall upon them, and then make the little changes necessary in order to be able to be in step with him. Who knows when you're going to need to draw upon what the prophet of God is teaching you? Lehi and his family, they were warned 600 years before Jesus Christ would come on how to look for him and what he would accomplish here on earth. They were given thousands of years of perspective to know how they would play a role in the scattering of Israel and how they would be grafted back in eventually. They were being prepared. And so are we. Sister Scriptorians, I challenge you to go back to Last General Conference and reread the words of the Prophet of God. What did he counsel us to do? What changes were made? What warnings were given? What's concerning him? And what blessings did he promise would come? Write those upon your heart and be ready at any moment to testify of what the Lord has said through his prophets. Have a good day.